0: Life Audio.
1: Hello, and thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, the podcast that examines a verse each day to learn about God and His will for our lives. I'm Joshua Lilly, and after this short word from our sponsor, we'll take a look at today's verse, Genesis 1 27. Today's Bible verse is Genesis 1, 27. Let's hear it according to the New Living Translation. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. After doing this, God immediately blesses humans in verse 28 and onward. He says, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Verse 31. Then God looked over all he had made, and he saw that it was very good. Here are some thoughts on why this verse is important for us. A lack of self-worth is a significant felt need among people today. In a 2019 article of Psychology Today titled The Relationship with Yourself, Jennifer Gutman, a doctor of psychology, shares the statistic that roughly 85% of people worldwide Adults and adolescents have low self-esteem. The World Health Organization in 2021 released statistics that approximately 280 million people in the world have depression and that suicide is the fourth leading cause of death in 15 to 29-year-olds. Why are so many people so hopeless? Well, there's certainly a lot of contributing factors. But certainly, common worldviews shared today don't help at all with their dismal implications for humanity. To name a few, moral relativism and secular humanism don't give concrete anchor points for purpose or compassion. Atheism deduces human origin to cosmic soup that randomly assembled itself after infinite iterations. Deism, or agnosticism, might consider an intelligent designer, but they don't claim to know anything about him or draw conclusions about our purpose. A political activism, even, as a source of purpose creates a false sense of meaning that easily topples whenever a balance of power changes. Hedonism, or the pursuit of pleasure, always fades, destroys, or disappoints, even if it numbs the pain for a season. And many from younger generations or People who even grew up in the Christian tradition struggle to find a believable sense of meaning, leading many to abandon their faith altogether. In response to this need for hope and meaning, people are turning to all kinds of sources for self-worth. They turn to relationships both healthy and toxic, to substance abuse, to career and workaholism, to self-help books and podcasts, or even to other spiritual paths like witchcraft and paganism are all sought out for a sense of significance of purpose or self-empowerment. I know all of this that I've just said is a huge downer, but I'm only laying it all out to showcase the relevance of today's verse. I think this gives us a better foundation and a more hopeful scope for humanity. Really, it's the best alternative for us to find any source of meaning. And I'd argue that oftentimes the story of the Bible has its finger on the pulse of humanity today, more so than some of the top social media influencers. And here's why. First, let's talk about the Imago Dei. Now, you may or may not have heard this term before. It doesn't show up at all in the Bible unless you're reading a Latin translation, maybe. The Imago Dei. This is a theological term, two words meaning... The image of God and it comes from God's own words in Genesis 1:26 and 27. And the word for image, surprisingly, is actually the same language used when the Bible talks about idolatry. The second of the ten Commandments in Exodus 20 verse 4 says not to make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. Jesus riffs on a similar principle when questioned about paying taxes. In Luke twenty twenty four, he asks those questioning him, whose image is on the coin they gave him? And being Caesar's, the ruler of the day, he responds, then give back to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God's what is God's. So let me try and tie all of this together. The Imago Dei. Humans are the only part of God's creation given this honor, made in his own image and likeness. In a sense, God made for himself a little idol in us and warns us strongly not to make any for ourselves in the image of any other created thing. God expressed his creative and considerate nature through us. and When we reflect his good characteristics, we are being like God who made us for such things. Additionally, kings and rulers would put their image on things to show ownership or importance. Caesar on a coin, a president on a piece of currency, statues and whatnot. Though today, they're more often to commemorate things than to claim ownership. Well, just as Caesar put his image on a coin in the time of Jesus, God has put his image on you. This is not only to show God's ownership but also to be a source of value for us. And immense value at that. Okay, that was a lot, but here's another thing. God saved the best for last when he made you. You could put that on a Hallmark card, I know. And even though it's a little corny, it's certainly true. Genesis 1 details God forming the things of the world in a regimented order. And lastly, before he rested, he made people. While in many cases, first place signifies utmost importance, oftentimes in the patterns of the Bible, value increases or builds. Think of it like a movie that builds tension to the big reveal or a song or symphony that slowly increases in volume until the finale. Like a firework show where the technicians dump all their biggest and best fireworks into the last 10 minutes. God calls each day prior good, but doesn't call the world very good until people are there. Not only that, but God has given us an empowering role in our world, regardless of race, gender, or socioeconomic status. We have all been promoted to the highest ranks simply by bearing God's image and receiving his blessing. Kind of cool, huh? And here's one last thing. No matter how big of a mess we make today, or how broken painful things become. God's foundational creative intention for us is very good. Let's unpack this. Obviously, the world is not always sunshine and roses, and there's a major disagreement today over the question, are people inherently good or inherently evil? Views vary, even within Christian traditions. I was raised in a context that placed an emphasis on the fallen nature of humankind. Maybe you can relate. Now the Bible does talk about this in the Psalms and the New Testament letters, that no one is righteous. Jesus at one point lists all of the wicked and defiling things that come from human hearts in Mark chapter 7. Outside of the Bible, toddlers settle it for me. More often than not, their first instinct is not to share or be compassionate. And while I believe we all have a sin nature... See Romans chapter 7, verse 18. And that it is a miraculous work of God to change someone's heart to be good. The image of God paints a brighter picture for me. Regardless of your faith tradition and how you view people's intentions, I can confidently tell you that God made all people with good intentions. And that his image stamped on you is the truest, surest, purest and sturdiest source of self-worth, regardless of how messed up any one person can become in the world today. Look back to the first chapter of the Bible. Look forward to the transformative work and message of Jesus, which offers to restore us to that same life and goodness. Have confidence in the image you were made in. Take pride in the high position that God has promoted you to in creation, Find hope that through Jesus and the life he invites you into, we can all become more like him and his design from the beginning. Something that is very good.
0: Your Daily Bible Verse is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today,